Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and I'm honored to be your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, I understand that finances can be confusing if you don't have a strategic plan to follow, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. That's why we provide this program each and every week. We want to provide the financial insight so that you can create, cultivate, and keep your wealth in the most tax-efficient manner. Now, for the month of July, we have been talking about five ways that we can make sure that we respond properly to whatever's going on in the market instead of reacting. And we understand there has been a lot going on from back when the pandemic started and things that are happening in our government, just happening among the people in this nation. We talk about inflation, interest. There's a lot that can happen to the place where individuals say, you know what, I'm just gonna either A, give up, or I'm just tired of dealing with it. And what happens is when we give up or we get tired of dealing with it, we get sloppy with our finances. And we need to understand if you become sloppy with your finances, then you don't have the resources to be empowered to stand and make the decisions you need to. So of all the things that we need to do, our finances still need to stay in order because our finances give us the option to decide what job we want to work in, where we're going to work, and how effectively we can stand and still provide for our households. So I want to encourage you as we're walking through this whole month, if you haven't had the opportunity to view it uh, online, you can watch our YouTube channel. If this is your first time going there, I would ask you to subscribe so we can let you know every time a new program is uplifted, uplifted, uploaded, I should say, but you will be uplifted. The other way that you can see, uh, be able to hear our radio programs are on Chris Clear Finances website. We have a radio tab that you can catch up on all of our radio programs and our financial gems. So I want to encourage you there. Now let's do a brief recap. We've talked about in the last three weeks leading up to this is that we want to make sure that when it comes to our finances that we don't react, we evaluate what are the changes that we need to make. We've talked about the fact that, hey, take a look at what you're pulling out of your 401ks or your investments. Make sure that if you do need to do that, that it's just cash perhaps that you're touching. If you can't stop needing money for that month, right? You're on retirement, you say, Crystal, I need to have some form of income. Then we talked about the fact of creating a green tank, being able to build savings within a life insurance policy that can grow tax-free with uninterrupted compounding interest that you can have access to even in retirement. And we did point out that being retired, well, that kind of changes the rules. When you want to take money from, get a loan or take money from your house, you have to qualify for all these things. And they ask, how are you going to pay it back? That's why we want to make sure we have cash put in a place that's growing, trying to keep up with the compound, with the interest that is going on out there. So that's why we want compounding interest. So today, what we do want to talk about is we want to talk about the impact of inflation that's been happening. And a lot of people are very concerned, 
myself included, when I see what's going on. But I want to remind you, and I guess that's where I'd like to start today, is that yes, inflation is part of our world right now. But if I go back and I can just list some times for you, uh, 1917, wow, that's a way far back, a 17% inflation rate. Then it went 18 and 14 and 15. And you can go as I look throughout the years. If I go and I say in 1942, it was at 10%. Then we went down, it was 1.9. And as I look through this chart that I'm looking at, I guess my point is to remind you, think of the 1970s. In 1979, we can see that the interest rate was at 11.3. 1980 was 13.5. And uh, 1981, 10.3. We have had high inflation before, but what's happened is ever since then, we see our inflation's been three, four percent, one percent. If you're looking on the screen as a YouTube, you can see all the different rates and they look so low, which is why it can be so startling when we look at inflation and how fast it's climbing. So I guess my point is, is not to negate that inflation is growing, but to show you that we have faced this before and we have come out of it. And so when one of the things I like to do is I like to take a date. So let's just say that somebody graduated from high school in 1984. So I'm going to go ahead and take that. And I'm going to say they started working after they graduated from high school. You know, maybe they worked a side job while they were in college. Maybe they didn't go to college. And I'm going to go ahead and take that rate from 1984. And I'm going to combine it with the rate from 2021. And I'm going to say, I want you to take all those rates from 1984 to 2021 and tell me what was the average inflation over that time period. And it shows it was 267 and during that time period, yes, everything seemed kind of low, except for when you look at this, if I back it up and I say, well, I want to start inflation, see what the average rate is starting in 1979 when inflation was at 11% and I want to have it till now. Okay, that just bumped up the average rate to 3.4%. We have times in this country where inflation and interest rate is high. And what we need to do is recognize, okay, what are the things that we need to do so that we can position ourselves so that we're not hurt by it? Or if we have, it will impact us somehow, what can we do to make sure it has the least impact on us? One of the things that we can do is we can make sure that our money is being saved or invested in a way that keeps up with inflation. And when we begin to recognize, and this is a key thing that I hope you take away from today's program, is that your most valuable dollars are the dollars you have today. Now, I know that sounds so weird, doesn't it? Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I'm gonna pull this up on my software, and I'm gonna talk about if you had, let's, I'm, you know, $2,000, and that $2,000, you went to the store today and you said, today I'm going to buy a TV and I'm going to buy groceries and whatever it else is that you were going to buy. But you bought $2,000 worth of goods. You went up to the, the grocery checkout, paid them it, 2000 buys 2000 We know that next week when you go into that same store, the chances are when you go up and they check out the same exact items, they're going to say, I would like 2000 plus something else. And so I want to run an example and say, okay, if the inflation rate's at 3%, what is your $2,000 going to be worth 
10 years from now? What is its purchasing, pi- purchasing power 10 years from now? Well, based upon a 3% interest rate, your $2,000 would only buy you $1,488.19 worth of goods. So why is that so important that you grasp this concept? Because today, your $2,000 is worth $2,000. 10 years from now, your $2,000 can buy you less. Your most valuable dollars are which one? The $2,000 that's worth $2,000 today? Or the 2000 that's worth only 1400 10 years from now? Well, the most valuable would be today, right? Your $2,000 that's worth 2000 So why do you give your most valuable dollars as fast as you can to the bank? You might say, well, I'm not doing that. How many of you are prepaying on your mortgage as much as you can? You're literally giving them your best value dollars today for the mortgage, like you agreed on, plus you're giving them extra. Think about this. If your mortgage payment is $2,000 and the bank has agreed that they're going to lock it in, and and I know right now rates are higher, they're over 5%, but if you were able to lock it in at that 3%, why would you want to give them extra over above your payment when yet we know 10 years from now, your $2,000 is going to be worth $1,400. And if we play that scenario out and we look for 20 years from now, your $2,000 could only buy $1,100 worth of goods. Your most valuable dollars are the dollars you have today. So you have to hold on to them. It's called a position of control. When you have a position of control or a position of power, that means you've held on to your resources, you've positioned them correctly so that they are growing, and then you have the option of how you're going to distribute your wealth. But many Americans have been misled to believe that as soon as they have a a car payment or a mortgage payment, they're gonna do everything they can to quick get that paid off as quickly as possible because that feels good that it's off my back. But understand, when you give your money away, I want you to think, I'm going to go where angels fear to tread. A year ago, when you were told that if you don't have a vaccine, you're going to lose your job, and you didn't have money sitting in a green tank, what decision, what place of power did you have? Or did you have to do what needed to be done to feed your family? When we begin to understand that you can hold the wealth, that you, part of creating wealth is to be in a position where you can place it in an area where it can continue to grow for you and keep up with the power of inflation that's happening and you can compound, you're able to navigate through the situations in life. So what does this have to do with, Crystal, what are, how do I respond to what's going on in the market? Not react. How do I respond to the inflation? Your finances need to be growing at a rate where they are at least keeping up with inflation in your savings account, 
and in your investments. Now you might say, but Crystal, the market's down. There's nothing I can do about that. You are 100% correct. There is nothing that you can do about that. But what we need to understand is, okay, while that market is down, what I would look for on that area is how many shares are you buying on sale? So in your yellow tank, during a downturn in the market, what many of our clients are doing is they're not focusing on the fact that the account value is down. They're focusing on how many numbers of shares am I buying during this time? Because those number of shares that they're buying, that they're putting in there, when or if, because we can't guarantee that the market will go up, we can't say past performance does future performance, but if the market was to go up, now they have more shares that they can have growing at a higher value. So in the yellow tank arena, in the investment tank arena, that's the focus that we're looking on there. When we go and we look over in the green tank arena, in the savings account, what we wanna focus on there is we wanna make sure that our money that we're keeping, that we're not giving away our most valuable dollars are at least keeping up with the cost of living. Which means sometimes the mattress, unless you have a really good mattress, the mattress may not be giving you enough return to keep up with the inflation. The bank may not be giving you enough return to keep up with inflation. So there are other tools that we need to look at to make sure that you're getting the return and the positioning on your inv investments and your savings to be able to navigate this inflation. Now, those of you who own real estate, this is a time where you're going to evaluate and say, do I need to start increasing rents? There are every area you're going to look at to make sure all of the assets that you have are positioned in a way that you can make sure that you're keeping up with the cost of living. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick two-minute break, uh, not two-minute, we're going to take a 60-second break, and then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. We've been told, don't worry. After all, everything averages out in the end. But is that actually true? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Unfortunately, making withdrawals from investments based upon market averages can actually hurt an account, causing investors to run out of resources before they run out of retirement. Consider making withdrawals based upon your actual returns. Bring present-day market activity into the equation. Average doesn't always equal what actually needs to happen. Call Crystal Clear Finances today at 518-433-7181. Lego issued a challenge. Find the most combinations using just six of the eight studded bricks. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. According to the Copenhagen accounting firm, there are 913 million different Lego combinations that you can achieve with only six bricks. Sometimes we get stuck financially because we only see the solutions that we already know. Adding other options, new ideas, or new combinations can expand our ability beyond what we previously thought to be true. There could be financial options waiting for you. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and find out which combination may be right for you. 
And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure with you to be with you. Here we are at the end of our series about, listen, we can respond to what's happening in the market. We just don't want to react because when we're act, reacting, that means we get sloppy with things and we make rash decisions. This is not the time to be making a rash decision. Right now is where we need to be cool, calm, collected, work the plan, be talking with your advisor. Now, one of the things that I have found when I'm looking at, well, gee, what do I need to do to make sure I'm responding, not reacting, is we talk about the fact of the importance of talking to a trusted financial expert. And in these cases, this is when you need to be talking to your advisor and understanding how the market works. We are trained for as long as I can remember, put your money in the market. But most people don't understand with the S&P 500, really what that's doing, it's looking at the 500 companies and saying, hey, based on these 500 companies, here's how good we think that the market is in the United States. Or the Dow Jones Industrial Average that's focusing on the blue chip companies, 30 blue chips. What we're doing is we're taking snapshots of different areas and saying, here's a temperature gauge. That is why people can be invested and the stock market be down and yet their accounts can be up. Problem is, instead of it being equally weighted, okay, here's all these 500 companies and they all get a full share and this is it's all equal across the board, it doesn't work that way. You have companies like Facebook and Amazon or Mega, whatever. You have all these different technology companies that are so heavily weighted, it's skewing the reports of all the other companies in there. And when we begin to understand how the market works, it can give us some peace to know what to do. You know, we've talked about this before, and I think it's a good reminder to talk about the fact that the market goes through cycles. Does that mean we can guarantee that it will always follow this cycle? No, compliance won't allow me to tell you that. But I can tell you there has been a cycle that has been repeated over and over and over up until this day where it's the top is a peak, where everything's going good in life, where money is flowing freely, Banks are loaning money. Companies are not investing their own money. They're taking loans from banks and then they're invest. They're leaving their own money in investments. They're reinvesting within themselves and cash flow is good. Then we go through a time of contraction where all of a sudden we hit a few bumps in the road and things aren't as easily to come by and the sales aren't as quick as they were before and people start getting laid off and the big jobs are getting cut down. And then we go through what's called a trough, which is pretty much where we're at now. Things are bumpy, where people are losing money in the market, where the talks of recession, where we're just hanging out on the bottom, right? That's recession where you're just hanging out here in the bottom, where, where jobs, there's layoffs, where people aren't getting paid, where there's tight, money is tight all around in the recession period. And people, well, during these periods, People lose hope, they get frustrated, then add sickness and COVID and political matters on top of it and, and tempers get short and there's wars. And then as you come out, if that was an extended period of time, then that's a depression. But then as you start coming out, this company start making some gains and we call it expansion where all of a sudden there's a little bit of hope. 
And then that expansion starts taking off and things start growing again. And the memories of the recession and the memories of the depression and the memories of the downturn become a, a, a faded memory and you begin experiencing life again. People get rehired. There's money to redo the house. People buy their cars again. And this cycle has literally repeated itself over and over. I think what challenges people is where they are in the cycle. And I want to talk about that for a moment. Many times what happens is that they might start out and they're 18 years old and the market's going good and they're loving life and they're making money and they're Roth and they've got their green tank growing. And then when you know it, something happens, things start getting tighter and we have a downturn in the market and they're discouraged because they say, oh, just lost 10%. Then the market rebounds, they go on their merry way, and nothing bothers them. They're not really bothered. They just say, I'm not worried. Then you have those who are in their 40s that say, okay, the market's doing good. The market has a downturn. And now all of a sudden, the same person who at 18 years old said, I don't care about the market cycles. Now all of a sudden at 40 years old is paying a little bit more attention. They're getting more worried. They have a 15 year sprint ahead of them, but they still feel like, okay, I still got time. And they're able to weather it through. Now that person is 62. They're three years before retirement and the market goes down. Same type of thing. Market's still following the same path it's always been following. Nothing really changed with the market. What changed then? The individual. The season of their life changed, and now the market bothers them. Now the market, when it goes down, they don't see a 15-year dash ahead of them. They don't see how they're going to have time to come out of this. So it's not really the market. It's really them. And that's okay, but when we begin to understand this, when we begin to sit down with a financial advisor and say, listen, I know the market goes through cycles. They're not guaranteed that they always will, how long they'll last, but in the past, it's always been this spring, summer, winter, fall, spring, summer, winter, fall. Do you ever notice how older generations, and I'm laughing because it's starting to bug me, but older generations in New York, they don't like the, the snow anymore. And so what do they do? They leave because their season of life doesn't allow them the stress of winter. They can't deal with the shoveling. They can't fall. It will break their bones. It could hurt them, cause even passing away, death that would occur. So they move out of New York to someplace that fits their season of life. When we're going through the market, and as we evolve in our ages and the seasons that we're in, talking to a financial advisor and expressing it's not just a matter of risk. It's what season you are in this cycle. It's not just the market cycle. It's your cycle. And that's why I believe when we go back to our point of ways to respond, not react, it is critical that you talk to your advisor and say, listen, it's like the snowbirds. I can't handle the snow anymore. I got to get to Florida where it's warm, which means there are different vehicles, investment tools that need to be used in your case. Now, do we jump ship in the middle of everything that's happening right now? That would be a decision you would need to make with your advisor. Hopefully you're meeting with your advisor 
and you begin to decide either A, if the market rebounds, I'm going to ride it back and then make a move at that point. Or maybe you decide, hey, while it's down, I'm going to move into something else. But the point of the matter is, it's not just the market. It's learning to understand you and what season you're in. So with that being said, let me just go to our next point, and I want to make sure that uh, we follow up or finish with this topic. It's the importance of understanding what you own and why you own it. You know, many individuals are excited about, oh, look at this is the portfolio that I have, and yet they don't really understand what's in that portfolio. When you sit down with your advisor, being able to say, help me understand what do I own, Many of our clients here at Crystal Clear Finances are excited because they owned values-based investments. What are values-based investments? That is the ability to invest your resources in companies that support what you believe in. So instead of waking up in the morning, praying for one thing, and then going to work and investing in a 401k completely contrary to the way you believe, you literally can use your investments to support companies that align with your values. So values-based investing, does that mean that you have to give up on returns? Does that mean that, oh, well, since I'm going to do values-based, um, I don't, I, you know, I have to take whatever risk is possible, whatever negative returns are possible? No. It's evolved since values-based investing still came out, came out. You know, there's stewardship. There is a risk assessment. But understanding what you own, understanding during these down times that, oh, I just bought two more shares this week because of a dividend that just got paid out. Oh, I'm positioning myself this way so when the market rebounds. So my question, as I think back over these past four weeks of us talking together, is first of all, what do you own? Why do you own it? Is it right for the season you are in? Do you need to be moved into something different at the appropriate time? Also, what are you doing with your savings? Is it positioned in a way to keep up with interest, to keep up with the inflation that is out there? Are you getting the proper interest is a better way to say it. Are you getting the proper interest on your savings to keep up with inflation? And then with the investments, does it come in accordance with what your risk is, what your tax preference is, and what your liquidity needs are? These are all solid questions that you need to be asking yourselves so that you can understand how to be positioned. You know, one of the things that we sit down and we go over with our clients is we help them understand the benefits or the different types of risk investments that are out there. And if we're looking on our YouTube channel to the different things that are available, we have exchange traded funds, we have real estate funds, there are mutual funds, there are precious metals, there are variable annuities through insurance companies. All of them have positive or negative repercussions. You know, many times people will tell me, Crystal, is this good or bad? And a lot of times what I'll answer is, no, I think the question, is it appropriate or inappropriate for your situation. And that's what we wanna start doing. We wanna see what is appropriate for you. Whether it's exchange traded funds which focus primarily on return potential, they're market driven, they can have wide volatility in it. You know, there's suitability rules that uh, go with it. 
It can be taxable. It can be tax deferred when we're looking at the right type of uh, underlying account that it's in. But these are things that we wanna know. Being able to understand if you do own real estate, do you own real estate as far as this is a building I own? Or do you own a real estate trust where you're investing with other individuals and someone else is investing in that real estate? for you. Now, one quick comment on that, and I want to make sure that we don't go over our time together, is when it comes to real estate, I know people are watching. When you walk through the real estate, sit down with your financial advisor, talk to them about the location of it, talk to them about how the rent works, talk to a lot of people. Uh, I've had several clients that have multiple real estate buildings that because of the certain laws that were passed of people not having to pay their mortgage, they couldn't get people out of it. So we want to be careful when we're looking at real estate. There are some people I know that have a real knack for it and some don't, just know which one you are. Be aware of all the different types of investments that are out there, the risks associated with them. Precious metals seems like a huge one right now. There are positive and negatives, appropriate and inappropriate with that. You know, a lot of times people say, well, we can't lose money with uh, precious metals. I beg to differ. And that can be a conversation for another program. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I wanna encourage you. We've spent the month talking about ways that you can respond not react to what's going on in the market. When we react, we get sloppy with finances. We end, can end up hurting ourselves. And I don't want to see you hurt. So I would encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.